All right. Rolling, mate. Rolling. G'day, Ben. G'day, Ben. How are you, mate? I am feeling good. I'm uh, good. going on a little holiday with the family tomorrow, so... It's, yep, exciting. A little bit of a break shall be nice. I've been working a Excellent. bit too hard. You, mm. how you doing? I'm doing really well. Yep, been a busy week, but uh, looking forward to the long weekend coming up. Going to get on the gu- guitar and write a bit of music, I think. So, um, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Nice. And I'm very much looking forward to our chat today because did you wake up early and watch the Apple event earlier this week? I did not wake up early. I saw an announcement on the socials about the new VR headset that they came out with and then decided to chuck on the uh, WWDC, but I skinned through it as quick as I could. Um, I know they like someone tends to cut highlights down to like 20 minutes. It was a very long yeah. presentation, but I just went through and just kind of skipped through what interests me. And yeah, uh, did you wake up early and see it? I did. I have a bit of a ritual uh, to wake up early and and watch WWDC. Um, it's a bit more pleasant time in America. Obviously, I think it's around 10 o'clock for them, but uh, with the time shift, it works out to be around 3 a.m. here in Australia. Um, but I always like to watch it and because uh, I, I find the cutdowns are cool, but there's a lot of things that the cut, the people who cut the cutdowns leave out that I actually find the interesting bits. So in yeah. the same nature that <laughs> I find that the, the hidden tracks in an album are the good ones, not the singles, um, I think like these cutdowns, there's always these great little nuggets. But this year, um, while there wasn't too much that excited me, they released a new product or they announced a new product, which is pretty huge for them. They haven't announced a new product since the watch, uh, a major product, and this is a brand new category. Um, which I know other manufacturers are playing in, but first for Apple. Um, as you mentioned, their AR headset called Apple Vision Pro. Um, and immediately while they were showcasing all this stuff that it can do, my brain straight away went to immersion, con- like content, watching content with a massive immersive experiences. And how will this how will this push Dolby Atmos forward and spatial audio, which is Apple's format of Dolby Atmos. And how, how is that going to interact with one another? Yeah. Um, because some of the clips that they showed with people chilling out on the couch, putting on the headset, making a virtual screen the size of a cinema from home made me think, well, if you've got a big screen like that, the audio has also got to be pretty epic to match. Yeah, for sure. I, um, uh, I found it very cool when they showed, you know, someone watching it on the big screen, they had it in that, uh, what is that, na- nature and you could see the screen reflecting mm. off the water and stuff. I was like, that it seems gimmicky, but how amazing would that be? Like if it looks as good as they sh- portray it, it would be awesome. Like particularly the whole, you know, being on a plane and you could just isolate yourself from everyone and just watch this amazing screen and forget you're on a terrible plane, you know, a, a tube of farts or whatever they call it. Um, but <laughs> Never heard that. It, it's interesting because I, I, I did see, like I've read a few comments here and there of people posting about it and talking even about, you know, using this, the, uh, the headset as a workspace where you could have like your video editing set up and you could have it split screens and even maybe have controllers mm. you could be controlling. And I know we sort of mentioned that to each other in text, but, um, they were talking about that, but also we're kind of saying who would wear a headset for multiple hours of day and that is going to be the big thing is uh, I watched a YouTube review from one of the big tech guys 
And um, he said that, you know, it was fine for half an hour, but it is all metal and glass. And most of these headsets are made out of plastic for that reason that, you know, wearing them for too long. Yes, obviously it's not as hardy, but plastic is the lightest thing they can make it out of. And with all the mm. other tech in it, it's definitely going to add some weight. So, you know, the idea of sitting watching a movie for a couple of hours may be okay, um, but whether it becomes a you could sit for four hours at a time or I know you shouldn't anyway for work purposes, you should probably only do a couple of hours, have a break, a couple of hours, have a break anyway. But it would be interesting to see that with the technology they've got in it, whether you can um, actually endure that amount of time because I know people have said with mm. other VR headsets you get motion sickness and stuff. So hopefully with the high-quality cameras, the lenses in it, uh, sorry, the screens, the lenses in it, the fact that I think they said they were high refresh rate as well, maybe you won't mm -hmm. get those issues. But um, It's I'm, definitely a valid point. I mean, even watching a movie these days um, at the cinemas that is three hours plus long, I even find my eyes fatigued just focus, like visually focusing on something so acutely for such a long time. Yeah. So It'd be I don't have too much experience with the other headsets that have already come yeah, out, like Oculus either. and stuff. Yeah. I have um, actually been looking at there's some like semi-budget, probably half the price of um, that, uh, uh, which are purely for content watching where you can plug a HDMI mm. and it's the same idea where you get like a 80-inch screen or something at a or could be bigger, you know, at a certain distance. Uh, and I looked at maybe getting one of those because I like watching a fair amount of content. Sometimes it'll be just in bed or traveling. Mm. And I do like the idea of being able to consume content that way. I feel like it's an expensive purchase just to consume, generally consume content. I'm not sure I'd do any computing on it. To be honest, I want one, as in I just want to get one and <laughs> try it and see how much I'd use it. But it's like, can I That's borrow the Apple one marketing. for six months? That's or? the Apple marketing yeah, yeah. Um, getting you there. Um, um, but talking about the audio, so it'd be really mm. interesting to see and hear what those speakers sound like without, like the idea of not having to wear headphones in your ears, particularly if you're in just at home, sounds great because, you know, you don't have to have earbuds in, which over time can also get uncomfortable. It'd be interesting mm. to, to, to hear what they actually sound like and how um, I'm sure Apple does a great job of making sure these things are spot on. I, I, I'm really excited to hear what kind of immersive uh, vibe you get from it um, mm. and whether it, like I guess the head tracking thing, whether they put the head tracking in there as well. So if you're slightly turning your head, if it does the same effect and stuff. That's a good point. I imagine they would. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they didn't really speak to that. Um, uh, as usual, they the, the sound element of what they speak to is always a small portion um, of the presentation. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm surprised they didn't even half, put a couple of rear ones as well because they could have almost done rear projection little speakers that hang off. So well, they're even just sitting. on the back band that maybe kind of shoot forward, mm. so that you could almost do a bit surround sounds. Like it, I, I don't know if it would work, but they may have tried mm. it and realized that. First of all, it probably takes up too much battery, costs way more, and they thought let's just stick with stereo and, and people will probably use their earbuds a lot anyway. So, yeah. I think battery was a big factor for them. I, I feel like um, I think they announced two hours on a battery, yeah, which doesn't really much. last the length of a movie these days anyway, which yeah. is an interesting thought, um, let alone uh, deciding on the movie to watch, which is always the hardest thing to do when you sit down. Um, but... Yeah, it, the speakers for me, um, I didn't think too much of the speakers because I, I feel like to me they're going to be more of a headphone thing, so something like what I'm wearing now, um, the AirPods Pro. 
I think that would be a great companion earbud. Yeah. Being though there's no headset, as in nothing that sits over the head in the top. So, you know, you don't really want any more weight on top of your head, I think, by the time you put that headset on. These are really lightweight and mm. you do get the access to spatial audio. Um, I know there's a lot of thoughts around whether the people think that AirPods Pro sound good or not, um, but uh, to my taste, they're, they're not too bad. And I think compared with the um, AR headset, the uh, Apple Vision Pro, going to try and get that <laughs> under my tongue, um, I think they'll be a great companion and you'll have a really immersive visual experience but also a very immersive audio experience, especially with noise cancelling turned on mm. with these. Um, it's funny you mentioned the um, environments that you can put like your cinema screens in to watch movies like the water ripples and the mountains and the lake. I actually, it made me think whether um, Apple will include um, audio scapes like can you hear the water rippling when you're in this environment or if you're in the jungle watching a movie can you hear a little bit of the jungle sounds, whether it's before the movie or not or whatever? That's actually a good um, that idea. That could be an immersive yeah, yeah. experience. Maybe start in, in, they just kind of creep it in to kind of get the, the vibe of that, that space yeah. as you and start Yeah, and if you're it. watching a horror movie, just have some like creature sound from the woods yeah. happening just to well, get you in the mood to even be scared. Particularly if you're like going through the menu of Netflix <laughs> or something like that. There's no yeah. reason why they couldn't do that while you're, you know, blopping around. Uh, I'm saying mm -hmm. blopping because that's kind of the sound you get from the bloop, bloop, bloop or whatever. Um, mm. But the thing that excited me and I, I kind of as I was watching it, I'm like I just don't know if I'll have enough use case for it. But I'm also like for me watching like I've got a uh, 7.1 and hopefully soon Atmos set up and a 85-inch uh, projected screen. So it's not really good for me in that sense. Like obviously if I'm traveling or if I want to just watch it in bed, I could lie down and just consume it and that'd be cool. But, um, the, yeah, I just, I think with the, um, oh, shivers off. Can't remember my train of thought for that. Um, mm. well, while you remember your train of thought, it's interesting that you say that cause I actually think it is for you <laughs> and this isn't trying, this isn't me, I'm not working for Apple in this moment trying to sell it to you. Oh, well, I'm, um, yeah, I want one anyway if I could afford it. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, it isn't for you, Is it is for you. So it isn't for you because you already have an, such an elaborate setup that your audio experience is fantastic and you have a big screen with a projector. So you are already having a pretty deluxe experience. Um, but where I think it could be really valuable is often when you're in the in your current mixing suite, you're obviously in a studio environment. And what I think could be really cool is you're working in your mixing environment. And you're like, cool, I've just worked on half an hour. I've just worked on three scenes from this movie. I'm just going to watch it back and see how I feel. You put on your headset. You might even still use the speakers in your room because they're calibrated and they're dialed in perfectly. But you put on your headset, the, the, your studio environment disappears and you're just watching on a big screen like an audience member. Yeah, yeah. Well, what and that I, what... way you can be sort of like t take off your cap of being a technician. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And seeing it how hopefully a lot of people will consume it in the future anyway. So my mm. trail of thought was that, you know, when I was watching it, obviously for me, I felt like it wasn't something I'd use even when it came to consuming content. Mm. But as soon as they got to the section where they talked to Disney and um, or got Disney to present and were like, here's the cool things you could do. And even when yeah. they showed you like, here's the screen, but like they've got overlay stuff <laughs> and things like you could have um, behind the scenes up here or you could like other interactive yeah. things. So yes, they make a, that was really cool. They actually. could that make surprised me avatar three in this thing, but Oh, maybe you could mm -hmm. go flying around on one of those dragon things. So you could watch, mm -hmm. you know, 
use your eyes to click the interactive bit. And that's the thing. You could then add almost like VR games or other interactive things that go with the movie um, that is easily just bucketed up. You know, even the idea for me, I've really gotten to Formula One. We talked about that, I think, last week. Um, the idea that I could watch Formula One and have the race in front of me, but then I could have, you know, because they do a lot of uh, extras where you can follow a certain racer and watch their racer cam, the whole thing. You could have that over mm. here. You could have the map of all the cars and watch the cars going around. Because I saw the ones with the basketball yeah. where they had the that courts, was amazing. a 3D court and you could watch the players do, you know, from a different angle as you're watching the screen or yeah. um, a, the same tech guy was saying he wants to be able to go courtside. So imagine going to the basketball courtside mm. and you literally could just be like watching the players play and you're watching it in 3D courtside, it would, you know, they could literally surround you with it and yeah. you would just feel like you're amazing. at the game. Like, yeah. There's, and and, yeah. and just leading off what you're saying now, and you're right, that Disney part was really quite um, good. I'm glad they added that in because yeah, that got um, me excited. That's, a to- that's taking it to a yeah. next level of just watching the content. That's like plus all this extras, which is awesome. And I loved when he spoke to um, Mandalorian, and and you were able to watch an episode of Mandalorian in the Mandalorian world. That was pretty cool. So I think a lot of the sort of yeah. um, fan films and fan series are really going to enjoy that. Um, yeah. But my my day job down at the art center um the team there um we make documentary work but we also shoot live performance whether it's musicians bands theater ballet dance opera all of the different arts disciplines and it made me think about if this platform is going to be something that becomes wildly adopted and maybe not on version one it could be too big too heavy too expensive for the everyday person to be mass yeah adopted but you know a couple versions time it's cheap enough it's light enough it's comfy enough and it's normal enough that the every everyday household has one it's made me think about these live experiences um because we we put a lot of thought into how to how can we make an experience that's often experienced live feel as realistic or as um connected as possible when you're watching it at home and it's made me think about Say you say we we just recently filmed a theatre show, and theatres traditionally experienced live live actors on stage. Um, so imagine just imagine putting on your headset. You're sitting on your couch, and you're sitting in the house. So you're actually mm. sitting amongst the crowd. You look this way, and you can see blah blah slurping on a slurpee over there. You look over here. There's a Maltese being. Crunched. I hope they're not having a slurpee in the in the theaters building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, ho- hopefully, if there's Maltese being crunched over here, yeah, yeah. you can have an option to choose how loud the Maltese yeah, are mute in the, the settings. Maltesers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but essentially having a, a POV experience of a yeah. of a show, but you also get to choose your seat. So, where do you want to experience the show from, and being able to experience it in a way that you look around and you see what you would normally see from that perspective. And from an audio point of view, you hear what you would normally hear from that perspective or you can choose, I want the perfect sound. So give me the two mixes. I was going to say, how many mixes do you want me to do, mate? Because you'll have to mix like a Dolby. I'm just keeping you employed forever. (laughs) You'll have to do a Dolby Atmos mix from all three seats or or at least as you do a one Dolby Atmos mix that's kind of made for like the centre seat. And then you could try like a binaural thing because really binaural it probably would be could work. So you could do a 360 mic with a 360 mm. camera, but it depends because you know you're going to shoot this with an audience, so you're better to maybe recreate the 
the whole auditorium. It would be nice if there was people sitting and enjoying it, but you almost, you'd almost need to build avatars or something. So, you know, I, I'm sure you could just say, we're filming tonight and you're going to be on camera, but there could be mm. some dude picking his nose and he's going to be there forever, um, you know, for eternity. Could become on famous. It could be a meme. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but even but if you got... then, I think... I was oh, going to say, it might be that you are sitting in this auditorium that's almost like blacked out as it goes back or something. So, you know, you mm. turn around and it's sort of like the content's mostly in front of you. That's what's important. But who knows? Like there's options mm. to th- and things to think about in that sense. Maybe well, I'm you sure pay, you've seen it. It's- maybe you pay a whole um, lot of extras to just sit in there and you say, you're all going to be on camera, so you need to laugh at these moments <laughs> and you need to only look straight, never look at the camera or, you know, like you have to pay them to never look at the camera, but you might have to paint yeah. those people out and post and stuff I, if they do. I think um, I think by the time that's mass adopted, I think we're going to have, um, and I'm sure you've seen this, it's been a, a viral videos on um, Instagram and Facebook lately of the new Photoshop's auto-generative fill. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, essentially you can now on a Photoshop canvas, you can just circle a section and type in what you want it to be and AI will create that part for you. So yeah. if you've got a house on a road and you want some people walking a dog on the road and there isn't people walking a dog, just circle that spot and just type in a couple walking a dog, enter, and it will just process it and put a couple walking a dog and make it look realistic. So hopefully by the time that um, the Apple Vision Pro or another AR system is, or VR probably at this point because yeah. um, it's completely virtual, you should be able to just autofill an audience, yeah, yeah. I imagine, and yeah. type in the time code where you want laughs. But I, li- I do like the idea of authenticity, especially when it comes to like live performance. So, so I think capturing a real a real audience live with the energy of the fans of that art form is still pretty magical. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so yeah, but it's I, definitely made I me love think all this. about these experience. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was loving all this, and mm. it just excites me because I'll be able to actually do more Dolby Atmos mixes. Because you know, these days it's 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 difficult because not everything is um, getting mixed in spatial audio or Dolby Atmos mm. because of the way people are consuming it. Um, obviously, it's getting wider. Are you seeing more people though asking for surround mixes uh, over time? Oh, Over look, like the last 24 months? I get surround, yeah, as in a lot of the film stuff I'm doing is surround. I'm doing some concerts in surround, um, but not so much Dolby Atmos because it's made for either theatres or something like Netflix and YouTube's mm. still not even got surround. You know, it's still only in stereo. So uh, unless you're like putting it up on sort of their actual VOD service. Um, yeah. So there's no need for it for a lot of people's content, which is a shame. And so I mean, TikTok's not in surround yet? Yeah, that's it. I'm. I am hoping that this <laughs> this makes some of these, um, you know, say YouTube and stuff, gives us the option to upload stuff in, within Dolby Atmos. Because if people are consuming it on these devices, why wouldn't you give them the full spatial experience? Um, mm. It seems silly not to. I'm just surprised that we haven't even got surround. Obviously, you know, there's probably lots of things to do with data and stuff. They're not really keen on giving people those options, but maybe there could be a premium upload for YouTube where you, it's for say films or people's shorts or, you know, not just general videos. One smart, mm. uh, one small fact as well is uh, I watched WWDC on my Apple TV and I can 
uh, listen to Dolby Atmos even though I don't have the height speakers and that thing was all mixed in Dolby oh. Atmos, which is... The event. Yeah, the event was in Dolby Atmos, which is Interesting. pretty sweet. I wasn't expecting it, but as soon as the first and what track were they, started... what were they putting around the... What were they? How were they using it? What were they putting around the sides? I was pretty sleepy at 3 a.m., so I was just sort of half awake with my iPad in bed watching it. Yeah. Um, uh, so most obviously most of the music parts, all the dialogue was just in the centre channel, which is usual... Um, but anything there, there was a lot of moments where there was music or, you know, sounds in there and that was obviously all, so even if it was, I'm not sure if the mm-hmm. tracks were composed in Dolby Atmos or they just upmixed it, but all the music content, anything outside of just plain dialogue um, seemed to be in spatial audio or Dolby Atmos. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Did you watch the opening scene? You know how Apple like to put like a cinematic scene. Yeah, at the so head that of that was in Dolby Atmos. I didn't. I don't even think I watched the full thing. I kind of watched a bit of it, and I was like, skip along. I wanted to just see what products they had. So because I'm kind of excited. You're, you're about, like, okay, cool guy chasing a bubble. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's it. Um, I'm more keen to see. <laughs> like, I love that they've got a new Mac Studio. That's really exciting for me. The tower looks awesome, but who's going to pay at that price point? Yeah, who's going to pay that much money? As in, it's just overkill. The way the mm. Mac Studios are working for most people's, whether it's video or audio, it's just not necessary unless you're doing some heavy um, 3D work. Um, so yeah. yeah, I was going to say gra- heavy graphics projects, 3D work, heavy animation, things like that for yeah. sure. Yeah, we've been talking about that at work. We're coming up to you know having about four editing computers at the point of needing to be replaced. So we've been discussing as a team what we. Uh, which way we think we will go. Um, we definitely like the um, the in, in and output configurations that the Mac Pro gives you. That that with all those card slots, yeah. being able to customize it yourself is really handy. We often find ourselves running out of ports, and then you're into dongles and hubs. And if you, if you ever if um, you've ever run a studio, you'll know that hubs and dongles and stuff is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm just glad for them to finally update the whole range of computers to be on their um, new processors because it, it's it's been – I get it. I get that the new processors have gone to the consumer computers first, but it's actually the pro end users who have needed that power. So it's finally come over. Yeah, well, you say end. that, but I, I think the whole idea of those processors being so battery-friendly and all that kind of stuff totally. and yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, keeping the computers cool, it makes sense that it – goes to the consumer really first. It was just a shame that as that was coming out, they come out with this beast tower um, mm. just to appease us all and it's obviously really expensive but it was Intel and now they've finally come mm-hmm. out with their um, Apple Silicon version. But, mm. yeah. So I think, you know, getting back to the, like, the YouTube thing and how it's in stereo and not Atmos, so I guess um, while Dolby Atmos is an incredible experience, for many reasons, and I'd love to touch on some of those reasons with you in this chat today. But I think um, a lot of the platforms are looking at what what are the what is the user viewing or experiencing our content on. So YouTube, um, I, I think I read an article about a year ago, and it may have changed since then. But the majority of YouTube, people watching YouTube are watching it on their phone or an iPad tablet, and a small portion of them are watching YouTube on their computers. So there's not many, sorry about someone touched the gate out the back. My dog's going to go be protection dog. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, good old. Thanks, Panda. Yeah. Go bash um, him. Yeah, go get him. Uh, 
lost my train of thought. Um, so yeah, so considering the actual application that or the destination in which these are being watched, I think um, Apple Vision Pro will push uh, this user base as well. This is once it's adopted a bit. I can see people putting on this headset and enjoying a bit, a few of their YouTube favorites um, for an hour or so, and that to me almost opens the doorway. Is now's the point to add multi-channel audio support and yeah. Atmos support and spatial audio support to the platform because if you're watching on your phone, there's no real value. If you're watching on your iPad, there's not tremendous value. If you're watching on your computer, it's likely going to be people's desktops, and it, you know, not everyone. Most people aren't like you and have a seven-one surround system in your space. Idiots. So, <laughs> I know. I mean, we would love that. We would love for everyone to have that, uh, but that's just not the reality. Yeah. So, but this VR headset, an AR headset, is gonna. I think it's actually gonna push this Dolby platform and spatial audio platform to be a, a bit more of a standard. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that though. But these days, uh, I'm pretty sure. They say like the iPhone and a few of those have uh, Dolby Atmos in them, even like phones these days because they have like rear projecting things. And I know it's not real Dolby Atmos, but a lot of people Mm. still wearing earpods and stuff and you can listen to spatial audio. So there isn't a reason why not to already start adopting it now. But you do make a great point and I'm all for finding ways for people to enjoy a more immersive experience. Um, And, you know, the VR thing could as we've already said, revolutionise live performance, live concerts, Mm. uh, as well as just watching films and TV. I think for people to be able to enjoy it in that, um, you know, in in all its glory, you know, in a big screen Mm. and hear it in a, you know, in uh, Dolby Atmos immersive, it just, it's very, very exciting. So, yeah, let's see. Mm. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm just hoping there is more mass adoption and, That'll give me the chance to be able to do a lot more work within that space. Uh, Because honestly, uh, anyone that I bring in here and give them the chance to even listen to spatial audio music, so whack on some, you know, hits, even hits they used to know, like, you know, your MJs, um, Michael Jackson, if you didn't get that, um, Earth, Wind & Fire. Like they've just got some classics and, you know, so even like Gladiator, the old, you know, um, Hans Zimmer score, things Mm. like that they've upmixed into Dolby Atmos. But then obviously all the new stuff that's these days, I think a lot of artists actually thinking about spatial audio while they're creating their music. Uh, Mm. I'm sure a lot of them are, but they are now encouraging this idea that let's write for that, you know, let's record for that. So they're adding extra layers and things that could be used in a spatial audio situation. So, um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's. It is it, interesting because yeah. even when writing a song, like there's a song, there's a story in there. But these days I think that as much as there's a story that people are writing, they're actually, um, they're writing a piece of entertainment. Yeah. A sonic entertainment yeah. in a way. Yeah. And that's where I think Atmos for music um, can be really exciting because you're right, you do, um, you know, you can mix in Atmos, but if you're writing for Atmos, you're going to add in extra layers or particular parts with things in mind like I'm going to put that over my left shoulder and do this with it, so I'm going to write that and record that extra layer. Yeah. Because I I imagine in the future um, all music will be mixed in Dolby Atmos. Um, Atmos? 
Ashmosh. I was yes. going to try and let that slide through, but Dolber Ashmosh. No, you're doing your, you're doing your um, uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. Dolby Ashmosh. Yeah. Dolby Ashmosh. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, when people come in, in here and listen to my space, they're always blown away. And oh, mm. look, it doesn't make I people was. go out and just buy a, you know, an Atmos setup. It made but, me. It, it made me look at how much it would cost. Yeah. To, well, to for, setup you're, yeah, you're a different different situation, but obviously my friends are like, "This is cool." Um, but to me, like stereo is dead. I, I say that. I still listen to Ooh. music with my earpods Hash, and stuff. Hashtag. Yeah. He's made it. He's stereo made a stance. Dead. Yeah. Stereo is dead. Um, yeah. It's Maybe just, we should put that in the title. Yeah. It's honestly, um, yeah, it's a whole new experience, particularly stuff that's been mixed, you know, not mixes does mm. some nice stuff, but when you're being immersed by sound and it's big and full and got your low end in there, it's just, there's nothing like it. Um, it's it is quite amazing when you think because um, it's very easy to think oh well how much better could it be how much better could surround sound or atmos be um, than stereo because stereo sounds pretty good but when you do hear it and you do experience it um, it is a lot better like <laughs> going back to stereo I think I've said this before but it took me a week to enjoy it again yeah. um, like I felt I felt like I was not getting the experience at all. Um, that I had the emotional experience that I had listening to music um, in your studio. Um, And I really like my speakers. Um, So it wasn't that I was hearing hearing music in a crappy way. It was still very nice. Yeah, you've got Um, the best, pretty much the best stereo setup you can possibly have or pretty close to. Yeah, but it's it's only two speakers and my, my brain wanted more and I was... It was just feeling, yeah, that the immersion. But also the um, platform allows for, um, this is getting nerdy just for a second, but dynamic range that, yeah. you know, you can't have um, the ability for a song to not be mixed as loud or as, you know, you're not trying to, um, in my analogy, I think I've mentioned it before about having a cup and having all the elements sit in a cup like marbles. Um, there's so much more space for everything to sit three-dimensionally yeah. that, Everything can sound so full and rich, every element. Um, yeah, it makes it really exciting and really fun. Yeah. So I hope it becomes a standard um, thing and, yeah. Um, Who knows? In I time. Wanna, I want to be able to go to everyone's house and, and see a surround sound. Yeah, setup. in time there'll be like things like Sonos and stuff are making it easier as well, obviously not cheaper, but there'll be ways that you'll be able to get systems that are just stick on your wall and they're wireless or whatever or who knows, like eventually mm. it'll be a lot easier. Or the technology, they'll be able to make speakers that are better at projecting against walls and other stuff. Like mm. Soundbar, they say they're spatial audio or Dolby Atmos and they shoot sound to the roof and things like that. And it is even just getting that sense of being surrounded. So, you know, yeah, any of that's better help. than stereo for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm a fan of spatial audio. I know that's Apple's sort of um, answer at the moment to uh, immersive experience on earbuds and and things like that. And while it's not the same as a Dolby Atmos setup with speakers, it's the next best thing that consumers can yeah. get their hands and on. And it's for only going to get bucks. better, right? It is only going to so, get better. Um, they're going to, you know, the spaces and how accurate that when you do your head tracking, how much that works or how good that is going to be, it's only going to get better in time. So, you know, the experience mm. eventually it's not going to be any different or who knows, we might get Neuralink and they just shoot stuff to our brain straight away. And it just tells us we're listening to Dolby Atmos and then we're all good. And we don't Are you going to get a, are you going to get a uh, brain chip, Ben? Uh, oh, 
What's your stance at this be, stage? I, I know it's early. It's early days, but what, what's your sentiment at the moment? Uh, I won't be the first, but I will uh, <laughs> probably be ahead of the pack. Um, you reckon you're going to be one, you're going to be up there at the front fence? I, I'd love to have access to the whole internet in my brain instantly. That would be pretty bloody awesome. Wow. So interesting. Interesting. Like I, there's elements that I love about it in terms of like I can imagine there's a lot of great things that could come from it. Um, I uh, my sentiment at the moment is I'm still the guy who want, who's trying to work out how to go get to the woods and be off grid. So um, <laughs> well, I'm all like put put like lenses in my eyes that lets me see stuff like in the real world. Like yeah. I, I bring it on. I'd love to make yeah. my life you, smarter and cooler but also part man, go in the woods part cyborg go in the woods and and hide away that also sounds pretty nice too i could do that mm. i don't know if i could do that forever mm-hmm. i'd probably get bored i need my gadgets well, as well 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 see like if you had your brain chip and you came out to visit me in the woods you could just pretend like you're listening to me but really be watching something on your eyes yes yes i'd be doing that for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm doing it right now in fact you oh, don't see my excellent. screen. I'm actually watching YouTube videos this whole oh, time. Well, you seem to be nodding at the right times, so it's uh, you're doing. Um, you're getting, yes, getting I've got a, I've got it. a thing that sends a signal to nod, and just so you know, it just I know that I should be nodding. But oh, actually, perfect! I'm, so the chip's yeah. listening to me while you're watching yes, the game. Yes, and it's telling me to nod at the oh. right time. So fantastic! Yeah, it's well. amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm very excited about um, yeah the the future. I think. The, the whole immersive thing, I'm all up for it. I think these days with the way content's going, like TV's just getting more spectacular. And I think the the whole idea of this AR, VR uh, experience, why, like I've I've dabbled in 360 cameras and, and even years ago and thought that it was going to be the future. But it's it'll take a company like Apple to kind of really make that happen by giving mm. us access to the content we love and not just, some guy, me, random, just shooting 360 videos and putting it up on YouTube. It, it will take uh, a company like Apple to really make this widely adopted and maybe it still won't, but, um, mm. uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. The, the, the distribution, I always say I have trouble saying that word, distribution pl- avenues for things I think is super important. Yeah. Like for even even like what you just said, uh, 360 videos, there was a bit of a, a trend of people playing around with that, but there wasn't many ways that the everyday person could actually experience the playback of that without yeah. actually like using their mouse and clicking around. And yeah, yeah. that's not even that cool really yeah. compared to what it should be. But with a headset on and capturing 360 video, now all of a sudden you can put the person in that space. And I know that's originally what it was intended for, but no one had the headsets at home, only a handful of people who were really into that. Um, and Apple have a way of making technology that is comp- that should be complex, quite simple, that would appeal to not the tech gadget person, but just the everyday person, easy enough for them to pick it up. I mean, yeah, even think about, uh, you know, our parents and and our grandparents who picked up an iPhone and can use it compared to other phones and and things that can confuse them a little bit more. There's a simplicity with the Apple ecosystem that I think um, connects to most people. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, you'll find like your friends who love to tinker with stuff will probably want something a bit more customizable. Um, But for myself, I just like to use the thing and make it, I just want it to be easy and good. Yeah. Um, uh, So... 
the experience of Dolby Atmos, why why are you excited about Dolby Atmos? Like as someone who works in it, I know you know you might have biased opinions because it's better and it's more fun, but why should the everyday person be excited that companies are pushing to have immersive audio experiences? It's a great question. Try and think of the consumer, you know, like why why should they get pumped up for it? Uh they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't get pumped up for it? Um, well, it's hard because I am coming from my own experience and I am yeah. a lover of all things audio. Um, so it is hard to say to people, especially when, you know, if people are watching movies and things on their phone with the phone audio and stuff or, you know, I know these days a lot of people watch and this is probably at the fold of the mixes and stuff, but a lot of content <laughs> these days their dialogue's too quiet, so they watch with titles and stuff. And I feel like, you know, people don't actually care about getting the best experience. Like I, I am always the opinion of I'd rather watch something on an iPad with a surround sound setup than watch a 85-inch TV and have the TV speakers because the TV speakers are always dreadful. Um, Isn't it always really disappointing when you're at, at a friend's house and they're like, let's watch a movie, and then they put it on and it's the TV speakers that yeah, you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Can I change my mind? Can we not watch yeah, something? Actually? Yeah, let's watch something I no. don't care about. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and so it is hard to say to people you should want the best experience, but it's the kind of mm. thing that um, if if you don't, until you experience it properly, you're not going to get excited about it. Uh, I'd say go to a cinema that's got Dolby Atmos and watch a fun movie. Like I was going to say to you, we should either go, is um, Mario Brothers still out? Uh, or John Wick, I'm sure. Mario yeah. Brothers, like an animated film is probably a perfect one because I feel like they would overuse it in a good way. Um, yeah. I've seen some movies and they barely touched it. But it's it's hard because uh, I watched James Bond with a m- bunch of mates and um, um, which one was it? It was the one where the is it Spectre, where they're in the forest and there's a motorbike that's whizzing around him and he's in a dark, uh, foggy forest and there's a motorbike that's literally doing circles around him and stuff and only I maybe only I would notice but to to everyone else they're like oh yeah the bike the motorbike's whizzing around but they don't know that I can hear that it's coming from individual speakers as it goes around and the accuracy it's not just like a mushy it's at the front and a mushy kind of oh yeah it's on the sides and somewhere behind you it's almost like just goes yeah you know like it's the whole thing it's almost like um less pixels you know it's mm. blocky. It's like, but the good thing with Dolby Atmos, particularly if you've got lots of speakers, is you get that accurate. It's running right around you and you can pinpoint yeah. the sound. So it's, you know, very accurate. Um, and, you know, hearing stuff above you when a helicopter goes across uh, above you and it's fuller because they've got extra subs. And so it's mm-hmm. just a bigger experience. Um, and I guess, you know, not everyone's going to have that at home, but until you truly experience it, it's really a hard thing to sell. Um, you really need to go out there and enjoy a piece of content and then you'll be like, yeah, this is actually pretty sweet. Same with even listening to spatial audio. Like the listening on the ear pods is fantastic. It's a new experience. You get more dynamic range, all these things. But until you sit and have all the speakers and the energy coming from everywhere, um, mm. you don't, you can't really enjoy it. But uh, unfortunately, it's also, it's not easily accessible as in it's not cheap to go Dolby Atmos it's not going to be cheap. Like at the moment I'm seven one. It's not cheap even just to get the height speakers. Like it is expensive. So it's hard to sell as a, 
you should spend the money on a setup. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, as we said, technology is only going to make these things easier and better. And I feel like, you know, we should hopefully be, cheaper. Yeah, and cheaper. And we just need to be moving forward and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, yeah. it's an interesting question because I, I, as a sound person, I'll be like, of course you want to listen to Dolby Atmos. It's sh- it shits on stereo. Like it's just without a doubt a way better experience. But I'm trying to the, – the masses legitimately just watch crap on their – on their phones with mm. the phone speakers and they're happy. I wonder is a is a comparison analogy like we've got photographers who can take amazing imagery with $100,000 cameras that technically the images is far superior to an iPhone photo but the everyday person who put an iPhone photo next to a Hasselblad image and they go they prefer the – they might not even prefer the iPhone but they're just like the difference between them is, yeah, they're both great images. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Particularly now you've got portrait mode and things like that, like fake depth of the field. They'd be like, yeah, they, they both look good, you know, yeah. and that's and yeah. that's it. And, and not – and it isn't for the masses, as in Dolby Atmos isn't for the masses because not everyone gives a rip. But there are definitely like people out there who have their own home theatres and stuff and building their own mm-hmm. Dolby Atmos spaces. But even if you're not a lover of it that much – I still encourage people to just go out and in, and pick the cinema that is Dolby Atmos to just mm. particularly the movies they love. Like if there's a, a film you love, if a new Star Wars comes out, you love Star Wars or the new John Wick's coming out. I'm a big John Wick fan. I know you're not. It's a shame because I would have liked us to go see it. But they're the kind of films like don't just wait mm. for it to come out on your TV and just chuck it on your TV with your shitty TV speakers. People have worked so hard and spent so much money to make this amazing content and they've had the best people building the sound design, they've had the best people mix it, go and watch that thing in a bloody Mm. awesome cinema because you won't regret it. Like you will love the Mm. movie way more than if you, like even if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to love the Star Wars film ten times more if you go and see it in the cinema. I actually think even if you don't, um, specifically know what you're listening to. Like you're not actively thinking to yourself this is in surround or Dolby Atmos or anything like that. I think I think the everyday person does subconsciously uh, enjoy it more. Yeah, for sure they would, for sure. They, they um, might, they won't even be if they able can't pinpoint those, it yeah. or they might be able to talk about it necessarily. Yeah, They're sitting there, they're being immersed and I think that's part of the magic of all of this stuff is um, having these experiences that are immersive. Yeah, and the and other thing to think about as well is like Dolby Atmos is a new thing. So if you pick a Dolby Atmos theater, you know that it's going to be new speakers or newish speakers. The setup's going to be pretty fresh, um, mm. and so you're going to get the best quality because you know the old cinemas. You go to cinemas and there's speakers out or the horn's not working, and they don't care. They don't fix it. But a Dolby Atmos theater can't be that much many more years. Like I guess it's been around quite a while now, but. It's still pretty mm. new. So you know you're going to not only get a new experience when it comes to how many speakers are there, but they're going to be good quality speakers. You've got the extra subs in the back, things like that, that make it bigger and louder. And when it's been mixed for Dolby Atmos, the, the mix in itself should be better through that system as well. So, yeah. Mm. So there's my rant, I guess. I, I don't know. It was... No, it's good. It was a good rant. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. So my my last question, and maybe this is more like I want some tips in this, is um, – Oh, we're back to Ben's done, hot we, tip or whatever. We haven't had one for yeah, a while. Yeah, we haven't right? done a hot tip for a while. Well, there we go. Yeah. We're going to throw one in. Yeah. Um, so, I ha- so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend to be someone. So um, I'm someone who hasn't really thought much about audio so far when I'm watching content, but 
after hearing this chat, it's it's intriguing me. So I'm going to go watch a movie in the cinema in Atmos. I'm going to hunt down an Atmos cinema. What? How should I think about it? How, how can I draw the sound to my attention and how can I appreciate what I'm hearing or how can I begin that journey of, of learning to hear? Uh, what I'd say is you don't want that. <laughs> As in, it's, the funny thing is I've gone to see movies where I'm like, I'm going to study this movie. I'm going basically for work, I'm going to go watch this mm. film and, and really take in all the sounds. Within five or ten minutes, I'm just enjoying the experience. Like I'll go okay. and then I'll get to like a certain mic and go either a big bit or something happens and I'll go, oh, yeah, I was actually coming in here to study the sound, but <laughs> the story drew me in. And that's what you want. Mm. You actually do want that experience where it all draws you in. But the things to listen for, let's just say you do want to try, um, obviously make sure you're sitting in a good spot. I saw a picture the other day where Christopher Nolan was saying the best spot is centre. And you know how I kind of say maybe a little bit forward of centre uh, as in to the screen. Yep. He was saying mm-hmm. you want to almost be two thirds back in the center. Okay. I don't care as long as you're in the center. Just um, I feel like it depends because if you're further back, you obviously hear more of the surrounds. So if you go too far mm-hmm. forward, you might lose the surround sound because you're so close to those front speakers. Let's not have that whole debate again. But when you sit down <laughs> in the middle, um, you really you want to listen for what is in the surround. So obviously the dialogue's going to mostly be in the center and it's going to be crisp and it's dominant that's the idea but even the opening score will play right most will start with an opening score listen to what's happening with that opening score because they will bring that out off the stage and there'll be ambience Mm. or whether it's reverb or certain instruments depending on the score if it's electronic they may bring other stuff off the screen Um, but in action scenes if you do see something coming whether it's a plane about to fly overhead or there's a helicopter you know, you should notice as soon as like a helicopter's coming back over you into a shot, you would have known. But there's just moments sometimes they might do something creative with dialogue and put it mm. above you. Um, it's it's hard to say just listen out for it because um, yeah. you will get drawn into the story and that's what ha- has happened to me. Even when I've tried my best to just sit and listen, if it's a good film and it's mixed well, you will just forget it's there. Um but, I mean, it is yeah. a good point because also there's something to be said about not to learn too much about something you enjoy because it can ruin the thing um, if it's not good. So you, you become pickier yeah. at the thing that yep. you're listening to. Um, you make a good but, point because even I, th- I don't know if I've said to you, so I'm going to interrupt you again. But, you mm-hmm. know, I remember watching one of the Star Wars films. I can't remember which one. And when I listened in the theatre, it was sounded mm-hmm. great. I listened in MySpace where it's even a lot cleaner and I was surprised mm-hmm. how much noise they had in the dialogue channel. You could hear fans and things and they just faded into the dialogue and faded back out. And I was like, that was odd. But obviously they just chose that we're not going to have noise throughout the whole thing. We're just like, let's just bring mm. it in, hear the dialogue, take it out, uh, which was an interesting choice, but that was their choice. And I was like, this is a full-on blockbuster film and they tolerated that. They obviously wanted the performance so they didn't want to ADR it. But I just found that really fascinating and that mm. is that whole thing of you studying, as you said, you're studying it and you're like. But the everyday person would just be watching it and say, oh, the character said this. Yeah, yeah. And that's all, yeah. that's, that's all their brain would latch on to. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So in other words, your tip is to not get too carried away, but really just to, to choose, a mo- choose an exciting movie that's interesting to you, go there and enjoy the story and 
uh, maybe at a few points in these big moments in the film when there's a lot going on, just think to yourself, does it feel immersive? And because really at the end of the day, a good movie shouldn't grab your attention in any way. It should throw you into the story when it's all done right. Yeah. Um, which I totally agree as well. There's like, no reason. You don't want to sit there and the sound shouldn't grab your attention because then it's pulling you out of the story. Yeah. But maybe you, you let's just say you watch, or whatever the film is, you're watching an action film um, or even horror, maybe when you know that it's come up to a great action scene and there's fights going on, the dialogue's not there anymore, maybe in that moment go, all right, I'm going to stop and actually really listen for what I'm hearing and, and focus your mm. hearing, focus what's coming out of the rears, focus what sounds coming out of the centre speaker's focus on how the music is balanced and mixed around that. So take a moment and go, actually, this is going to be a great scene for sound. So let's let's stop and really like focus your hearing. Maybe even close your eyes for a little bit. I I don't know if that ruins the movie for you. But one other thing could be if you really, really want to know what the experience is for Amos, Mm -hmm. go see the film again and go see it at a shitty cinema that's surround sound but shit. And then that's a good perspective. Make the comparison. I know, like that's overkill, and maybe for sound people or people who love film or love sound, and and I wouldn't say everyday people should do this, but I would definitely say if you want to truly know what the experience is comparatively, go see the same film at a really dingy, still surround sound film, and see if you can notice a difference. And if you can't, then stop wasting your money on Dolby Atmos and go and watch it. So you know, in the cheapest <laughs> Just watch cinema. Watch it on your iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, that's a really cool tip. Um, well, I'm excited about AR, Dolby Atmos. Um, even if it's not for everyone, I think it's awesome. I find it really exciting. I enjoy hearing the clarity and the experience that it gives being very immersive. And I'm really excited to see what Apple Vision Pro and other AR, VR headsets, how that pushes the collaboration between vision and immersive audio together and, and, I'm excited that more content will be made with Atmos and things in, in um, as a priority. Um, and I'm also excited about what uh, we can do with live performance and immersive experiences. I think that's it's going to be a f- an exciting years ahead yeah. um, exploring that. Yeah. So, and um, clearly I'm not excited by any of this conversation. I have been so not passionate at any moment of this chat. No, no, that's sarcasm <laughs> if anyone didn't notice that. Uh, clearly I'm a, you know, quite obsessed. Um, yeah. Well, we need to go, let's go see an Atmos film soon. Let's find one mm-hmm. in the future that we're both keen on, um, something that's relevant and let's do a, a bit of a post. Maybe we should do the comparison. Maybe we take the time to do both um, or mm. maybe we could watch something and then we could come home and watch it at home in stereo and talk about how different it was as an experience. Even if it's not the whole film, we just watch a little bit. Uh, but let's go see a film and maybe do a podcast while we're at the cinema or somewhere nearby, that do one fun, face-to-face. Yeah. Um, so let's hook that up. Anyway, mate. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for getting me passionate again. Fun and, as always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have awesome, a great mate. week. Well, yeah, you too. I'll catch you soon.